from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Being held in Mildura as we do this news broadcast from Brisbane is the WIA National Convention and AGM. Yes, this news kicks off the very first news for the brand new WIA AGM. I'm Graham VK4BB. Lots of news to get through, so... As they say, let's fly. Come on and fly. Hello, this is Grant, BK5 Golf Romeo, for the Project Horus balloon team, with some news about today's amateur radio high-altitude balloon flight being staged as part of the WIA's annual general meeting here in Mildura. By the time you hear this, the balloon repeater, designated flight Horus 26, will be in the air and climbing on its way to more than 30 kilometres altitude and more than 100 kilometres northeast of Mildura. At Apogee, the footprint is expected to cover the cities of Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney and Canberra simultaneously. The radio horizon will extend approximately 800 kilometres from the balloon, covering some 2 million square kilometres of southeast Australia. You'll be able to access the repeater on 438.9 MHz using a 123Hz CTCSS tone. You'll be able to hear the downlink from the balloon on 147.5. APRS is also active under the callsign VK5 Alpha Romeo Golf-11. There is also a 300-board RTTY telemetry beacon on 434.075. Now, in addition to the repeater balloon, the team is also intending this morning to launch a second balloon, which may also be in the air by now. This flight, designated Horus 27, is primarily carrying a camera payload, Ritty Beacon and another APRS transmitter, this one designated VK5ARG-12. Predictions earlier in the week looked ideal to attempt to fly this experimental camera payload, so we'll see whether it pans out. Our project leader, Terry, VK5VZI, and all of the Project Horus team hope to hear as many amateurs as possible making use of the repeater during this flight. The group also wishes to say a big thank you to the WIA for inviting us to participate at this year's AGM. You can find out more about our project by looking on our website, www.projecthorus.org. Thanks for listening, and 73 is from Grant, VK5 Golf Romeo, on behalf of Project Horus. And while we're gazing skyward for Horus, well, the world's most successful solar cell has broken the 20% barrier as Aussie researchers team with SunTech Power to create Pluto technology. The new solar cells reached a production capacity last year of 0.5 gigawatts, worth more than US $1 billion a year. This is enough to power 300,000 average homes that typically have eight solar panels on them for at least 25 years. The Pluto Technology won a 2012 Collaborative Innovation Award at the Cooperative Research Centres Association Conference in Adelaide this month. Transit of Venus special event, June 6, 2012. Now, take all important safety precautions when viewing the sun. But for the seventh time in human history, and the last time this century, Venus will pass in front of the Sun on June 7. 
WB4APR is encouraging radio hams around the world to join up with astronomers and observers in public places to share in this event. It's observable worldwide except the centre of the Atlantic, that's the eastern South America and Western Africa. Everywhere else can see parts of it. It lasts five plus hours and will be fully visible right around the Pacific Rim. All previous centuries were before the discovery of radio and so sailing ships were dispatched around the globe to time the event. And of course, that was the basis of how Australia was found. From these times, the size of the solar system could be calculated. It took months, if not years, to get the data back. Now we can do it in 0.05 seconds with ham radio. See if you can contact hams at other transit of Venus sites from your public observing site. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. Not just what happens, but what matters. Greetings, everyone. Don't we have an extraordinarily diverse hobby in amateur radio? When you sit back and think about it, there is some facet of the hobby that can appeal to everyone. And one or more of those facets are maybe what attracted you and others to the hobby in the first place. Electronics, radio and the associated knowledge continues to expand exponentially, which makes it hard to keep up with advances and can eat up a lot of our time, time which others close to us may think we could spend on more worthwhile activities. While a personal interest in search for knowledge is important for our own development, we can end up isolated like a shag on a rock if we forget to support our hobby of amateur radio. So what is support? It surely means different things to different people. But I suggest simply paying our club dues and WIA membership, and thank you to those who do, it is only addressing one or two support needs. Turning up to regular club meetings to rag-chew while enjoying tea, coffee and biscuits is a form of support, but unless we get involved in the amateur radio doings of our club or groups, in whatever way we can contribute, can we really claim to be supporting our club or group and hence amateur radio? Similarly, one tier up. Do clubs within regions cooperate by sharing skills and resources to support our hobby? Really, there is no place for an us-and-them mentality with our, our hobby of amateur radio, and it does no harm to promote the activities of other clubs physically or by joining in their on-air activities. It can be very disheartening when a club develops and promotes an activity or an on-air event or contest only to have a modicum of interest. How many of us have been in this situation and felt rather cheesed off, to put it politely. Too many, I suggest, if I was able to count the nodded heads and raised hands of those listening. So what can we do about these unhelpful issues of dynamic apathy apparent in support of our hobby? It is simple, really. Get off our tails. Get in and do. Get in and support club, state and national events and celebrations. No matter how small our individual contributions may seem to us, the sum of them all contributes to success and support of our great hobby. Consider yourself to be another brick in the wall supporting amateur radio on all levels. This has been Ewan, VK4ERM for the WIA board, asking, how do you support our hobby? Thanks, Ewan. Food for thought. John VK3KM has advised free scripts to load the WIA repeater list into your VHF UHF radios 
are available. Steve Ireland, Victor Kilo 2, Mike Delta has written four useful utilities in VB script that will load and manipulate the WIA repeater data file. The first script simply prints the repeater list to a console window. The next one verifies that WIA repeater list for any consistency. And a third script converts the binary file into a format that can be imported directly into the ICOM ID880 using the free ICOM CS80-880 software. And the last one converts the binary file into a format that can be imported directly into many radios that are supported by Chirp. All the details when you read the script edition of WIA National News. Now joining us, Robert Broomhead and Fred Swainston with a look at training and new training resources. Uh, we've been progressively developing resources for uh, trainers to deliver the training programs for, uh, required for amateur radio theory. And for some time now, we've had a PowerPoint presentation available on the WIA website, uh, which covers the foundation syllabus. It's also available to assessors on the Assessor Information System. It would be great if people provide that information to others that are around the, uh, the Amateur Radio Training Fraternity and encourage people to use those resources. One of the things that uh, I'm always quite uh, impressed with each year, Fred, when I'm looking at the WIA website statistics is the number of times that that training PowerPoint gets downloaded. I think there's a lot of people other than just the assessors that are, are currently working with it. Well, I think that's right, Robert. And the, uh, the other thing is we've made a, uh, a big effort to keep it up to date as well. But uh, a little bit more news on that scene. Uh, Ron Bertrand, VK2DQ, who lives up on the Gold Coast, uh, has uh, put together a, a fantastic video program in relation to the uh, Foundation Licence. This, uh, this program is uh, accessible on the Radio and Electronics School website at no charge. I've had a bit of a look at it, Fred, and you're right, it's pretty impressive. It's uh, recorded uh, using a uh, webcam as well as the online training material, so you get to see Ron tutoring as well as the actual uh, study material itself on screen. Yeah, it's a very good program, uh, Robert, and I think in the future we'll see uh, more of these sort of programs become available. I'm currently uh, working on uh, some more uh, PowerPoint presentations for Standard and Advanced and uh, they'll be made available uh, as I can work my way through them and they'll be made available through the Assessor Information System. So if you're a radio club or a group or even an individual and you want to uh, encourage others into the hobby by way of the Foundation Licence, then there's a new training resource, the online training videos that uh, will take you through everything you need to know in order to be able to sit for an assessment for your foundation licence. Thanks for coming in this morning, Fred, and uh, talking to us. Thanks, Robert. East Gippsland's Makerspace in Bansdale, Victoria, is now open and the possibilities are exciting. New members, very welcome. Ian, Victor Kilo 3, Tango Charlie X-Ray, says they have an entire wing of the old Bainsdale Hospital with space allocated for many diverse interests, including Radio Shack, Lab with Power, Broadband Internet and heaps of space for antennas. Last week's news broadcast spoke of the first maker fair held in China. Well, Bainsdale in Eastern Victoria may well have taken its first steps in this direction with the formation of its own makerspace. A makerspace is a community-based workshop whose aim is to provide cheap and easy access to tools, training and resources to enable its members to learn practical skills, explore art and technology and creativity by sharing the expertise of other community members. We've leased a wing of an old disused hospital in Bairnsdale 
and already it's being divided up into workshops for among other things computing, photography, machine shops, electronics, robotics and of course amateur radio. Several local amateurs have already become members. We've got a dedicated room space for a radio shack lab, access to tools, machinery, broadband internet and we've got the space and facilities to construct an experiment and hopefully expose more of the community to the fun of amateur radio and basic electronics. We're self-funding, non-profit, unaffiliated and we welcome and gratefully accept support from anybody with expertise to share. Please have a look at what we hope to achieve by going to egmakerspace.org. I'm Ian, VK3TCX for the East Gippsland Makerspace. Still moving around VK, the annual winter de-expedition into the snowy wilderness of the Bogong High Plains is coming up again and is led by Stephen VK3SN and Jared VK3 Golf Tango. A team of keen skiers will head away from civilization Monday, 6th of August, for four days to snow camp on the roof of Victoria. Staying around 1,800 metres above sea level, the group will spend each day exploring the icy beauty of this amazing region within the Australian Alps. When setting up camp each afternoon, they'll deploy solar-powered portable QRP gear to call CQ on 40 and 80 metres through into the evening. They'll also be on 2 and 70 SEMS FM simplex and various repeaters to liaise across the high country of northeast Victoria, and local amateurs are invited to say hello on these frequencies. Look out for the guys as they work their way across some of Victoria's most spectacular mountain ranges. Here's hoping for decent snow. And it's almost that time again. Gipstech 2012 will be happening on the weekend of the 7th and 8th of July at Monash University Gippsland Campus in Churchill, Victoria. That's about 170 kilometres east of Melbourne. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International News, I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. Yaesu FT1D Digital Handheld One of the most eagerly awaited products at Dayton Hamvention last weekend was the new Yaesu FT1D Digital and FM Handheld. It has, for an amateur radio rig, a number of innovations which include a microphone that uses a mini-USB plug and built-in camera, an 80-character group short messaging facility, 9600 BPS data transfer, microSD card slot and an eGPS facility. Kiosk mobile data extraction to be used by London Police. The Metropolitan Police, the police force responsible for Greater London, has announced that it will begin using a mobile device data extraction system that will give its officers the ability to extract data from a mobile device in a matter of minutes. The said system will use Radio Tactics ACESO Kiosk, a touchscreen device that will be deployed in the city. According to Radio Tactics, the ACESO kiosk has the capability to extract data including call history, photos, videos and email and social networking info from a phone at an average time of 20 minutes. Essentially, the device features an intuitive, fully guided touchscreen desktop data acquisition tool. Radio Tactics promises the device to pull data from any mobile phone as well as from any memory or SIM card it carries. The company claims that it also works with USB flash drives and portable GPS units too. The system will be used on phones that are suspected of being used in criminal activities. Milestone for Wi-Fi with T-Rays. 
BBC News report that researchers in Japan have smashed the record for a wireless data transmission in the terahertz band, a mainly uncharted part of the electromagnetic spectrum. The data rate is 20 times higher than the best commonly used Wi-Fi standard. As consumers become ever more hungry for high data rates, standard lower frequency bands have become crowded. The research, published in Electronics Letters, adds to the idea that this T-ray band could offer huge swathes of bandwidth for data transmission. The band lies between the microwave and far-infrared regions of the spectrum and is currently completely unregulated by telecommunications agencies. Despite the name, the band informally makes use of frequencies from about 300 gigahertz, 300 gigahertz or about 60 times higher than the current highest Wi-Fi standard to about 3 terahertz, 10 times higher again. FM interference to SSB CW satellites increasing. Interference by terrestrial FM operators to ham radio satellites is a growing problem. This, according to Alexandru Sesti, OZ9AEC, who made this recording of FM interference to the FO9 ham radio bird on Saturday, May the 5th, a CUSO that seemed to revolve around chocolate. OZ9AEC notes that to an FM operator, the spectrum from 145.8 to 146.0 may seem empty, but it simply isn't. These frequencies are used by weak signal SSB and CW satellite transponders, and even a few watts of FM can cause severe interference. Some FM operators are unaware that if they use these frequencies, their local chat across town will be heard thousands of miles away. Nor do they realize that in holding their point-to-point terrestrial FM chats in this spectrum, that they block the satellites from others to use. The use of FM on a single sideband slash CW linear transponder satellite also reduces the lifetime of both that satellite's batteries and the transponder itself. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Aubrey-Wodonga area, it can be heard on both Echolink nodes 1262 on 147.525 and node 264395 on 146.450 at 7pm every Sunday evening. With callbacks following, please drop in. I'm John VK3HJQ at Talangata. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2012. VK Shires Contest, June 9 and 10. VK Winter VHF UHF Field Day, June 23 and 24. South African Youth Day Sprint. A great idea from our South African Sister Society is their annual Youth Day Sprint, which will be held on Saturday the 16th of June. There are many prizes to be won in this two-hour, 40-metre fun event. ZS Radio Amateurs are encouraged to invite young persons to enjoy the event from their station and to give youngsters a hands-on experience of amateur radio. The Youth Day Sprint is part of the 2012 National Amateur Radio Day. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and Netadvice. Yet another de-expedition cancelled. Rick K6VVA has announced his IOTA de-expedition, NA-175, NA-050 and NA-004, 
has now been rescheduled for hopefully better propagation during 2013. Special Canadian Amateur Radio call sign. VC2CBS30 is the unusual call sign in use by the Sorel Tracy Amateur Radio Club in Quebec, Canada, until 30 May. This is in celebration of the 30th anniversary of their Hamfest, which took place last Sunday, 20th of May. A special QSL card is available from the club. Look for the 30th anniversary call sign VC2CBS30 14130 28530 GB60VUL, the Vulcan Diamond Jubilee. GB60VUL is on the air until today, May 27, to promote 60 years of the Vulcan Bomber and the Vulcan salute to Her Majesty during her Diamond Jubilee year. XH558 is the last flying Vulcan bomber. A multinational group are operating from the Kingdom of Bhutan until 6 June. The call sign is A5A. Active in all bands 80 to 10 metres and are taking part in the WPXCW contest during this weekend, 26-27 May. Broadcast monitoring SWL and scanner news. Shortwave gathering identifies broadcast opportunities. A large portion of presentations at the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters meeting, held in Washington this month, centred on the idea how shortwave radio, dismissed as some as in its last throes, a relic of the Cold War era disappearing under the shadow of digital, can find a place in the 21st century. As many of the conference's speakers argued, that answer may reside in areas with little electricity, where shortwave is seen as an effective means of relaying information to countries with repressive regimes. Presenting the results of a study on which audiences were tuning into shortwave across the globe, Dr Kim Andrew Elliott, an audience research specialist at IBB, pointed out that in countries like Nigeria and Zimbabwe, people tended to own more radios than televisions. In impoverished, politically tumultuous Zimbabwe, in fact, 32% of those who were surveyed in a face-to-face, door-to-door method own shortwave radios, according to Elliott. Because shortwave radio is harder to interrupt than, for instance, the internet, Radio Free Asia, the conference host, broadcasts to the highly censored areas like North Korea. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. On the media scene in the VK1 WIA National News Service, and when you look at media, well, you couldn't go past having a quick look at it. The remote control. The television remote control. And would you believe the inventor of the remote control has passed away? Eugene Polly, who invented that TV remote, died just last Sunday at age 96. Back in 1955, he created what be, would become the Couch Potatoes Dream. The TV remote control, Eugene's Flashmatic remote control, offered the world the first cordless TV remote. Flashmatic operated with four photocells, one in each corner of the screen. The viewer used a highly directional flashlight to activate the four control functions, which turned the picture and sound on and off and changed channels by turning the tuner dial clockwise and counterclockwise. Still with Media Watch and taking a very, very quick look at ourselves here, in Media Watch, with the end of a WIA national year again, it is time to have a look at just how many people were listening and viewing the WIA National News Service. In this WIA year, we've had our highest ever check-ins and callbacks, 123,000 plus, and some 41,000 of those are RF check-ins. Now, in VK1, 994. VK8, 
1,627. VK3 then with 2,101. VK7 with 5,573. VK5 with 5,706. VK2, 7,155. VK4 with 7,768. And yes, VK6, VK6, who year after year win the RD contest. No doubt about it, they've done it again here with this one, with VK6 this year, 8,288 callbacks. Now the highest for a single station is 3,594 callbacks for the Perth VK6 RAP repeater morning and night combined, followed by the single transmission of VK5 RAD. Now this is one broadcast each week, and we haven't received all the callbacks. We normally get probably about uh, four out of five callbacks from VK5 RAD. Would you believe they have a massive 3,117 for their single Sunday morning broadcast. Well done to all the rebroadcasters. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. How a tiny satellite could find another Earth. Time magazine carried a report on the work of a radio amateur, Sarah Sager, KB1WTW, who is developing a CubeSat called ExoPlanetSat, that will search for new planets. Time reports that unlike the massive and expensive Kepler probe used by NASA, the ExoPlanetSat is a tiny satellite just 10 by 10 by 30 centimetres. The group, led by Sarah KB1WTW, is developing the prototype ExoPlanetSat, capable of monitoring a single bright sunlight star for two years. Planned to launch in late 2012 or 2013, it's hoped that it will open the gates for ExoPlanetSat interest and funding. Once the funding doors are open, then a fleet of ExoPlanetSats can be launched. The fleet may contain as many as 100 of these small satellites, each focused on its own star. Listen to Hoyu 2 on the web. Andre, Y08SSQ and Caesar, Y08TLC have made available a web-based receiver to enable listeners to hear the new amateur radio satellite Hoyu 2 when it's within range of Romania. The web SDR receiver is located at the Astronomical Observatory Department of Stefan Selmer University in Romania. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. IOTA 800 Islands Award. A notable first VK award goes to a local VK7 amateur. Frank, VK7BC, has just received the IOTA 800 Islands Award from the Radio Society of Great Britain. Frank's is the first to be claimed by a VK station and only one of two going to Oceania. The other being to a station in Hawaii, AH6HY. Not one to rest on his laurels, Frank was also issued with the WADA, or Worked All Antarctic Directory Award, for achieving a notable milestone in having worked 28 Antarctic bases. This award is only the second to be awarded to a VK station, the first being to Mel VK6LC a few years ago. Well done on two very notable award achievements, Frank. And for the rest of us, well, it just goes to show that CW can indeed be useful from time to time. So maybe we should all be digging out our morse keys and getting in some practice. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Italian radio amateurs help out after quake. 
It's been called the region's worst quake since the 1300s, striking at 4.04am local time with its epicentre about 35 kilometres north of Bologna at a relatively shallow depth of 5 kilometres. The IARU Region 1 reports that Italian radiometers have responded. A number of strong aftershocks continue to affect the area. The voluntary group RNRE reports that communications in the area are currently good, but RNRE has been requested to make one or two mobile units available to respond if needed due to the continuing seismic activity. No HF frequencies are in use at this time. Sunday High Performance Radio As this WIA news goes to air this morning, some Townsville Club radio operators are out on the Mount Stewart Road providing time control communication support plus some circuit marshal, timekeeping and safety communication support for the second round of the King of the Hill Autosports Hill Climb. The operators have been on the site since 7.30am and the competition started at 9am. Communications has primarily been on VHF for time control and UHF-CB for martial liaison and safety. That free Autosports burger is looking really good at lunchtime and the operators should be complete of their operations by 4pm this afternoon, Sunday the 27th of May. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Reporting from Mildura as uh, we record this, this is Robert, VK3DN. Have a great week. Well, that's Robert in Mildura. I'm Graham in Brisbane. And wherever you are, thank you for listening to this, the very first edition for the very first WIA national year. It's year nine of our WIA national broadcasts. I'm Graham, VK4BB. See you next week. Walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.